Midday Live with Darshan Murli. Darshan Murli. Midday Live. Weekdays from midday to 1 p.m. on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. 34701 at SAFM Midday Live. You'll find me at Darshan Mudli. Today we've just seen the DA leader, Musi Maimane, voting early this morning. President Jacob Zuma voted just a few hours later. And EFF Commander-in-Chief Julius Malema is due to vote shortly. Uh, we'll find out more about that soon. 34701, if you'd like to write in at SAFM Midday Live, you'll find me at Darshan Mudli. Also, just before midnight last night, the SABC's Group Executive of News and Current Affairs finally responded to court. He was given five days to give reasons as to why he should not be personally held liable for taking cases to court. Simon DeBella was asked to give those responses before midnight last night. He did so at about a quarter to 12. We've got some of that responses and I'll try to read out excerpts from it for you shortly. But we're here at the IEC's Provincial Results Operations Center for Gauteng. Our colleagues are all around the country today in all nine provinces, something that very few other broadcasters are able to do for you today. We'll start in Limpopo. We'll start in Vuwani specifically, where residents promised to prevent voting today. Next, we'll move to KwaZulu-Natal, where IEC officials have had to fire some some of their own officials at the voting station and then we'll look at issues in the northwest in Marikana where it appears voters registered in another area were denied the right to vote today. We'll find out more from them shortly but first let's go to Limpopo. Voting underway at some polling stations in the province as Cooperative Governance Minister Des Van Royen and some MECs are in the area to monitor the process of voting. We're on the line to our reporter Witness Tivo who's in the area. Witness thanks for your time. Good afternoon. So residents promised they would not be voting in the area. What appears to be happening on the ground? Let me indicate that that particular uh, promise mainly come, came from uh, some members of the Promacado task team, a community board that is supposed to be in cooperation of the, uh, some parts of one into a new municipality, while other residents were saying that if the, uh, a conducive environment for voting is created in the area, They'll, uh, they'll, go, uh, they'll go all out in numbers and ensure that they exercise their democratic right. And we've seen that some of them have demonstrated that. I've, uh, earlier, earlier on, I visited a polling station at Ward 14, that's the Vuani Township, where a number of uh, uh, people, the elderly and the young people, went there to exercise their democratic right. But however, at uh, areas uh, like Fairbom and Mashau, uh, residents there, it seems like are not, uh, really participating in these uh, municipal elections. At Fairbomb, I visited about two or three stations. No single voter had, uh, had pitched, up, uh, pitched up there by uh, around um, 11 o'clock. And it's a similar situation in Mashau. Mashau is where about 19 schools were set alight during the uh, violent protest here in Vuan. Mm-hmm. Uh, does there appear to be a high police presence on the ground, witness? Yes, uh, the police, with the assistance of uh, the SANDF members, are on the ground uh, putting a close eye at a number of identified hotspots in this area. Uh, uh, they are in their numbers here, ensuring that uh, uh, voting takes place without any hindrance. One of the high-profile people voting today in, in the area will be the EFF's leader, Julius Malema. He's expected to cast his vote in Sesheko. We were told around 12 o'clock. Uh, has he voted as yet, witness? Yes, uh, Julius Malima is expected to will shortly arrive at the polling station in Sishiro, 
uh, his home township. So uh, uh, our my colleague there, uh, Piman Balo, is monitoring that particular situation. I just I just spoke to her now, saying that uh, voting is continuing uh, well there, and the number of people are also going there to exercise their democratic rights. And uh, Polokwane and Mohalakwane are also highly contested areas. How's the voting going in those two places, witness? Under the embattled Mohalakwane municipality, uh, a number of people are also going there to, to cast their votes. Uh, there have been issues in that municipality, and those who managed to speak to us at the ACBC, my colleague Michael Makungo is there. They are saying that they are going to vote and vote for change. What they want to see at the end of the day is improved service delivery. Thanks for joining us. Our reporter witness, Tiba, is in Limpopo, specifically monitoring that hotspot area of Wane. Now let's move to the northwest, uh, where students at the Northwest University on the Potchestrum campus are among 75,000 potential voters in the Tlokwe municipality. The IEC in the province has reported that the Potchestrum campus has over 5,000 registered voters. Meanwhile, scores of people will be will not be able to cast their votes in Marikana, which is also in the northwest today. That's because they're registered elsewhere in the province. Patrick Dintwa is on the line to us to tell us more about this. Patrick, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dash, uh, and thank you very much. So tell us about the situation in Marikana. How, how were voters turned away and, and what exactly happened? You know, Dash, uh, what, what happened is that uh, uh, in Marikana, uh, you know, it's one of the hotspots as identified by uh, the IEC in the northwest province. Uh, apparently, what happened is that the majority of, of, of the people who, uh, some of them are uh, mine workers, uh, did not uh, manage to, to, to cast their votes today because uh, most of them have registered elsewhere. Remember, uh, most of them are coming from the Eastern Cape and, 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 and other parts of, of, of the country. So as a result, uh, 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 these are municipal elections. It's not like the provincial and national elections. They must vote where uh, they have necessarily uh, registered. So as a result, uh, uh, they could not uh, you know, uh, vote. So when they came uh, in various uh, voting stations around Marikana, they were turned away because uh, they did not appear on the voters. So as a result, this frustrated them and they become uh, you know, uh, very disillusioned. So as a result, uh, they, they, they could not cast their vote. Mm. Uh, did, uh, you know, were police called into the area? Was there, were there any incidents uh, as those people were turned away? So far, uh, not, 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 uh, there are no uh, serious incidents that have been reported. But however, the police are, 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 are here. Uh, there's a high number of uh, police uh, that has been deployed here. They are monitoring the situation. But as I'm saying, there were, there were no serious you know, incidents that were reported. They peacefully went away and, uh, because as they understood what, what was happening. Patrick, uh, also concerned leading up to these elections were, were, was Tlokwe. How's voting going in that area? Yeah, well, uh, since this morning, uh, in various uh, voting stations that we went through, particularly in Ikaheng, uh, things went well. Uh, the voting station opened timelessly, and and and, and there, there were a lot of people coming uh, uh, to cast their vote. An interesting session uh, in this particular election. Uh, most of the youth, uh, uh, the turnout for the youth were, were very high. Uh, when we spoke to some of them, uh, they said to us uh, they wanted to come and vote as early as seven o'clock uh, uh, in the morning because uh, what they said to us is that. Uh, uh, they, they, they lost hope because, remember, Kaukwe uh, municipality in 2011, the ANC uh, did not, uh, you know, uh, register seven, in seven wards, they did not register councillors because 
there, they, they, they registered lately. Mm. And you also remember in 2013, the, the by-elections were postponed due to the order by the uh, Constitutional Court and Electoral Court. So as a result, uh, these uh, people, those, these youth, uh, were saying because of uh, some of them even were first-time uh, voters, they said uh, they were excited, so they wanted to come and vote because now that uh, at least at long last talk, where uh, as like in other parts of the country, today uh, they are going to vote. So the mood was very high, uh, uh, particularly in Ikahed. Patrick Dintwa, thanks for joining us. Uh, our reporter there in the Northwest been monitoring the situation in Marikana, specifically scores of people there unable to cast their votes as they were registered elsewhere in the country. It's important to know where you're registered. You can, of course, use the IEC's app. It's one of the ways to find out where exactly your closest voting station is. Let's move now to KwaZulu-Natal. The IEC there has dismissed the entire Ward 94 electoral staff uh, in the Etiquini municipality, including the presiding officer and his deputy deputy after irregularities were discovered in the special votes process. The staff at a ward in Dundee in northern KwaZulu-Natal have also been removed for similar offences. Mbusa Mkiza is our reporter on the line to us. Mbusa, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Darshan, and good afternoon to SAFN listeners. So what were these irregularities that were discovered? Okay, um, firstly, um, uh, it's two voting, uh, it's, it's happened in two voting stations from what you, well, from what you can gather from the provincial IEC. Uh, it happened in the first instance, it happened, the first incident happened in Red Cross Community Hall in Folueni, which is south of Durban, where, um, where the numbers, uh, where the numbers of people registered didn't add up to the people who actually voted. So there's actually more people that actually voted than the, the number of of people that are expected to vote in, the, in, in, in that area there, that uh, actually applied for special votes. So that's when they came in, and, 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 and actually when the IEC came in and actually questioned to how this could happen. And they've actually worked in the police now, which are going to be investigating charges of electoral fraud in this, uh, in this voting station. Um, uh, 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 the, 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 the presiding officer of the voting station and the deputy presiding officer have been removed from their positions. So that has been investigated. Uh, the second incident happened in Gandhi, which is in the northern part of KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, uh, a similar uh, 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 case as well there, where um, uh, the votes, uh, the, the, the people that voted in that, in that voting station doesn't actually add up to the people that actually apply for uh, special votes in that area. And that instance as well, it's been uh, investigated uh, by, by um, um, and the police to actually find out what happened in that area. And what we also found out from the IEC and KZN, when we spoke to the head of the IEC, he told us that these votes might be actually be considered as, as sports votes since um, um, since um, since since uh, pending. I mean, pending uh, a police investigation. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we've, we, we've heard so far from what hap- from what's happened in those areas. And w- what seemed to be also an issue regarding those two voting stations is that the envelopes that they, um, that the envelopes weren't used to actually put the ballots in, 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 in the envelope. So that was another issue that also mm-hmm. came up within those two uh, voting stations. So, Mbusa, this, this happened during the special voting process. Today is the full day of voting for all registered South Africans, some 26 million of us. Are those voting stations opened in those two areas when electoral staff have been fired? Did the IEC replace them overnight? Yes, yes. Uh, I can actually confirm from what uh, we've uh, from um, from from what I've 
gathered from the IEC, the reports that we've received from, from the IEC, and also our staff that is actually on the ground there, um, our, my, fellow, our, my fellow colleagues that are on the ground. It's actually confirmed that uh, 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 the staff that were, that were removed have actually been replaced, and voting is currently taking place today. But what I can currently say as well is that um, a, a large police contingent has been uh, deployed across the country. As you know, um, KZN has had a history of political violence and... and, 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 and um, Political violence and uh, what can I, how can I put it? But uh, it has it, it does have that kind of history. So uh, but, um, the, the 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 police have been deployed in major areas, and uh, the 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 the, uh, the army has been put, put on standby. I actually spoke to the uh, MEC of Community Safety and Liaison mm-hmm. earlier on today, Olise Kawunde, and he actually has confirmed that uh, uh, um, uh, police have been deployed in large numbers, especially to the hotspots areas, especially uh, our hostels. Griblins is one of them. Griblins in Umlazi, which is south of Durban, and Kwamashu, in Kwamashu Men's Hostel in the northern parts of, of Durban, has also a, a police a, a, a contingent. What I find out also from reporters mm-hmm. in the ground that are on the ground at Griblins Hostel, but uh, there were a, a little bit of complaints from residents because one of the voting stations actually opened. 90 minutes late this morning. But uh, after that, so, uh, we have a, we've had, uh, it's all been sorted out now and, and, and voting is continuing uh, 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 as expected. Thank you very much for your time, Busem Kizeh and KwaZulu-Natal. So we've covered the three main provinces where there have been incidents or at least concerns leading up to this election. Limpopo, KZN in the northwest. We'll go to the other six provinces right after this. Stay with us. What's an afternoon without Midday Live? Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. 34701 at SAFM Midday Live. You'll find me at Darshan Mudley. What's it like to vote today if you have voted? If you haven't voted yet, why are you waiting? How are the queues? Did you spot anyone interesting in your queue? And for a couple residents in Nkandla, they got to see President Jacob Zuma cast his vote at the Ntlwana Primary School this morning alongside his ward's residence. Zuma was approached by a 101-year-old lady who was happy to be voting alongside him. He says he's happy that even the elderly are exercising their democratic right to vote today. We know President Jacob Zuma has a a soft spot for children and uh, the elderly. Even every year he has a special Christmas for the elderly. We spoke to her earlier on, she's actually 101. So, how does it feel? Well, it feels very good, particularly to see uh, people like her who did not vote for many years in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know him when he, when he was still a young boy. 
Some of our citizens who couldn't vote for many years in their ages, at old age at least they were able to be voting, uh, to have the right to vote and be happy. And she knows exactly what it means. Absolutely. That's why she's here. And that's why she's excited. And the privileges of being president today seem to be gone. You're queuing like everyone else. No, I am, I'm a citizen in the first instance. The presidency comes afterwards. I'm a citizen of South Africa. That is the first thing. I, I belong here. The fact that I stay in Pretoria is because of the responsibilities. That's why old people like this can recognize and connect. Because I, I grew up here. And that was President Jacob Zuma speaking to a 101-year-old grandmother and our TV reporter, Mzwandile Mbeje, in, in Kandla, KwaZulu-Natal. And we're just reading online that the Economic Freedom Fighters leader, Julius Malema, and his wife have just cast their ballot in Sesheko Limpopo. That was uh, about five or six minutes ago. We were hearing about news developing in Kutsung this afternoon. Voting did get off to a smooth start in Gauteng this morning, but we're hearing about hotspots like Kutsung. Sasha Naidu joins us on the line to tell us about a rather dis- disturbing situation that's developing there. Session, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Dashuk. Session, we understand a, a water tanker has appeared in Kutsung. What's it doing? Yes, that is correct, Dashuk. Well, there are about 10 water tankers that have been dispatched to Kutsung South here on Gauteng's Far East Strand. And this is due to a water shortage in the area that occurred this weekend. So, you know, residents have been without water since this weekend. So basically what has happened around Kutsong, there are several tankers, uh, you know, which have already stopped and are dispensing water. And queues are running into the hundreds of people, Darshan. You know, children are here, elderly people. uh, You know, everyone is just here with uh, many buckets, you know, just waiting in a long line, uh, you know, to, to actually get water. And several of these water tankers are stationed just next door. Uh, voting stations. You can see not even 50 meters away from where the voting stations are. So, and what does it look like at the voting stations? Are the, are the queues equally long? No, that is uh, actually not the case. The queues are running into the hundreds at the water tankers. And at voting stations, you can see nothing more than 10 people. And, you know, there have been mixed reactions here uh, by residents with some saying, you know, that this is a natural occurrence and so on. However, Many of the residents say that this is an electioneering campaign by the ANC because from what I've seen on several water tankers, uh, the people dispensing the water from the tankers are attired in full ANC regalia. Uh, So, you know, people are not happy while some people are happy. But from what I can see, I'm actually outside one of the water tankers as we speak and I'm looking at them now. And the guy dispensing the water is dressed in full ANC regalia from a beanie to a T-shirt uh, you know, to a scarf and, and so on. So, you know, people aren't really happy uh, here where we speak. Uh, have you spoken to any of the authorities in the area, session? Does the ANC in the province have, uh, you know, any answers for what's going on in Kutsong today? No, well, we haven't spoken to any authorities yet. However, we are trying to actually find some people. We do know that there is the MMC of Water and Sanitation that we are trying to find. We have been in contact with him, and he said that he is coming to where we are now, and we will be able to, you know, uh, get more on the story as the day progresses. 
Well, thank you very much for your time, Sashin Naidu, our reporter there looking at the situation in Kutsung this afternoon. Well, let's introduce uh, in studio, we are joined by Professor Kwandiwa Kondlo, who's a research professor at the University of Johannesburg. He's going to be giving us some insight and analysis on this election today. Prof, thank you for joining us. You've been listening in on the first 27 minutes or so of the show. Yeah, any, any immediate impressions that, that you have of election day? Well, it, it, it appears like things are going generally quite smoothly. Uh, and of course, I hear the hiccup, what's happening in Kutong currently. But on the whole, nationally, it looks like things are actually ha- happening quite well. Mm. It, does the ANC in the province have anything to answer for in terms of water tankers? Now in Kutsung, people complaining about not having water for several weeks. Suddenly water tankers appear, 10 of them, uh, led, driven by people in ANC party regalia. I find that very interesting, yeah. It's very interesting, but it, it actually talks to, to the point about service delig- delivery and about caring for the people not only on the day of, 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 of elections and, and, and trying to desperately restore their confidence at the last hour. Service delivery has to be consistent. Service delivery must not be intermittent. I mean, what, what I thought was interesting was when Sashin was describing, you know, the voting station that's next door to this queue for the water tankers. The voting station doesn't have as many people queuing to vote today. But, you know, could, could we actually maybe even posit that People are voting. When they go to queue at a water tanker, they're voting to say water is the crucial issue in our area. Basically, it's a message that our, our basic service, service delivery comes first, and, and after that we go and vote. Uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a funny situation, really, and, 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 and I hope it's resolved and people get the time to go and queue and, and, and vote. Prof, we're going to find out what, what you think about what's happening in Limpopo, one of the other hot spots we spoke about at the top of the show. Also, Northwest, Marikana, people voting and trying to vote, but not in the right areas. So yes. they had to be turned away this morning. Uh, we'll also be looking at the other six provinces that we haven't crossed to yet. Uh, those include in Pumalanga. And, of course, uh, we do have a, a reporter in Nelspread that's going to be joining us shortly. We'll cross to, uh, to the other provinces as well this afternoon. So do, do stay with us. It's approaching 12.30 right now. I think Utsila Saku is standing by with your news headlines. Midday Live with Darshan Mudli on SAFM. Don't get left out of the conversation. Tweet us at SAFM Radio. And I'll read out those SMSs and tweets shortly. We've been asking you, what was it like to vote today if you have had a chance to vote uh, so far? If you haven't, what are you waiting for today? Tell us what that experience is like. What are the queues like today? And what does it feel being in a queue voting in Democratic South Africa? 34701 at SAFM Midday Live. You'll find me at Darshan Mudli. Now, the IEC held a briefing to talk more about uh, the elections. We've managed to bring you a clip, in fact, from the IEC as uh, they've been talking about uh, briefing the media earlier today. It was uh, the IEC's chairperson, Glenn Mashanini, who addressed us. Uh, Late arrival of electoral staff with uh, voting materials in a few voting stations. And these were partly caused by uh, factors such as motor vehicle accidents that involve our electoral staff uh, and uh, that uh, uh, we injured or vehicles were damaged, but uh, in some cases it was uh, there were no serious uh, injuries reported. Uh, voting will continue throughout the day until uh, 7 p.m. tonight when voting stations close.
However, we want you to note that the voters who are within the voting stations or in the queues at 7 o'clock will still be allowed to continue to vote. And uh, voters are reminded that they must uh, vote only where they are registered. And further, voters must have their ID documents with them. And we also remind that each ballot paper that they uh, receive, they must ensure that it has been stamped uh, on the reverse side uh, because unstamped ballot papers will not be counted. Please, we remind the voters that they must also verify that they have received stamped ballot papers uh, before they go and cast uh, their vote. The Electoral Commission did receive some reports of isolated cases where voters had been stopped from entering the voting station by the electoral personnel and in some cases by the police officers for wearing their political party regalia. Uh, wearing of such clothing by voters is not prohibited. It is only prohibited for party agents and candidates uh, that they cannot wear party clothing inside the voting station. And uh, this information is made clear in the uh, do's and don'ts uh, posters that are provided in each voting station. Any voter who is prevented from entering a voting station due to their clothing should immediately report this to our call center, as I've indicated, 0800-118000, or to the area manager for that voting station. The cell phone numbers of area managers are posted at each voting station. Glenn Mashanini. The former president, Thabo Mbeki, has just cast his vote. Journalists asked him, who did he vote for? He said, my vote is my secret. Let's been see in what some he has countries at their request uh, to assist. Uh, for instance, in the elections in the, the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, 2006, uh, and they've done this uh, in, in other countries. But I think that we also probably have got a lot, of, a lot to learn from other people uh, on the continent. But I think uh, really the example that all of us should set ourselves is, is to ensure that you, you have really genuinely free and fair elections, no intimidation, no violence, and uh, no fraud, uh, no ballot fixing, and stolen boxes and lost uh, ballot papers and all that. We all of us need to demonstrate this, that it is possible for us as a continent to truly to respect this notion uh, that the people shall govern. And so that, uh, you know, when you, you make sure that the process does allow the people indeed to be the ones who do the governing. Thanks a lot. That, uh, of course, is former President Thabo Mbeki casting his vote. So we've reported on Limpopo, KwaZulu-Natal, Northwest and Gauteng. Now time to look at Mpumalanga this afternoon. Our reporter Vusi Twala is on the line to us. Vusi, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Good afternoon to you and the we heard of long queues forming, particularly in the Joe Slovo village in Nkomazi and in Mpumalanga. How's it going so far? 
when the residents of Slovin started by uh, collecting water before they, they could go uh, and vote, I spoke to them, they indicated that they did not have water for the past mm. two weeks and only uh, today. Therefore, they decided that they need to get water before they start, uh, before they prepare and go to vote. And they indicated that uh, they, they will definitely go to vote. Uh, the fact that they did not have uh, water for the past two days, uh, we, uh, I mean, two weeks, will not deter them from uh, going to uh, exercise their uh, right to vote. Where, where did they get the water from, uh, Vusi? Were there water tankers delivering the water, or where did they fetch the water from? There is a, 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 a pipe that uh, goes through uh, the, the various communities, but unfortunately it was cut off uh, somewhere uh, uh, connecting a block uh, B, uh, with the village uh, uh, called the Joslovo. So the entire Joslovo did not have a supply because of that. They did not uh, uh, clarify to me what, what caused uh, uh, this uh, uh, damage to the, the, the pipe. Hence, they were not uh, receiving this water for the past uh, two weeks. So they now uh, had to go and, and queue on that uh, uh, pipe that connects uh, water to the entire community. So it was uh, basically leaking but they were able to, to, to get water from that pipe. Vusi Twala, thanks for joining us. Let's move now to the Eastern Cape. Our reporter, Mbisi Nina, joining us on the line. Mbisi, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'll ask you additional question. You're in one of the hotspots areas, mainly because we're, you know, there have been a lot of pollsters trying to predict what's happening in the Nelson Mandela Bay metro. How's voting going there so far? Well, um, since um, 6 o'clock, as early as 6 o'clock this morning, people have been forming... Um, long queues outside the voting station. You could see the commitment, the hype around the township as you move around people in their party regalia, others wearing uh, party t-shirts. It's, it's just uh, fantastic on this side. Although that uh, weather is a bit cold, accompanied by strong winds that actually had uh, some in, in, impact in one of the in, in some of the temporary voting stations around the Nelson Mandela Bay. But the voting is continue and the numbers are starting to pick up as we move along as the day continues to be around here at Nelson Mandela Bay. BC, thanks for joining us. And BC Nina is our reporter in the Eastern Cape. A very interesting situation there in the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro. Many parties trying to vie for leadership there. Let's move now to the Northern Cape where our reporter Zeline Merrington is on the line. To Zeline, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dashan. And uh, we were just hearing that the EFF wants to contest Oranya, and they say that if they win, they'll ensure that the whites-only enclave never exists again. How's the voting going in that area? Well, Dashan, uh, I started in Oranya this morning. Things were quite slow, quite calm on that side. And yes, the EFF did say that if they win the Tembalite local municipality, the, um, the community of Oranya or the town of Oranya would cease to exist. That would be interesting to see if um, that happens, how it would happen, because as we know, self-determination is provided for um, in our constitution. So they are not um, operating um, outside um, South African law, so that would be quite interesting. Um, after Rania, we moved um, uh, to a neighboring town called Stradenburg, which also falls under the Timberlife municipality where a voter has actually died um, at, at the voting station earlier this morning. Um, he died uh, while waiting to cast his vote. The IEP confirmed, um, uh, confirmed this to us. He was here with his wife and their baby this morning, and uh, he collapsed 
here and guide at the voting station while waiting to cast his vote. Celine Marrington, thank you very much for updating us there. The situation in the Northern Cape this afternoon. We'll chat more to our analysts joining us in studio and then we'll talk to Mike Cohen, a reporter at Bloomberg News. What are they doing on a day like this when the JSE is closed? It's 20 minutes to one. Joining us in the studio here at the Renaissance Centre, where we are based, the, Kau- the Gauteng Regional Results uh, Centre, is our Professor Kwandiwa Kondlo. He's a research professor at the University of Johannesburg. Prof, thanks again for, for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Desi. So, uh, you know, again, this issue of water coming up, we, we had it coming up in Kutsung, our reporter session, saying 10 water tankers appearing out of nowhere after days of people protesting, demanding water. Finally, they arrive, and now people are queuing to collect water instead of voting and then we went to Mpumalanga and our reporter there Vusi tells us mm. almost a very similar situation happening in Kumasi. Yeah this is this is a distraction is it not so? It's a distraction because people should be queuing really to to cast the vote <coughs> in, in local government elections rather than showing more concern about the basic services they should be getting. Do you think anyone's going to be held accountable for this today? Is anyone going to have to face tough questions about that? Apart from you, I imagine. <laughs> I, th- I think somebody will have to account for this. This is distracting. And, 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 and I'm sure some of the residents are actually quite upset that instead of focusing on local government elections, they've got to worry about basic services. I, I mean, that's the irony, and perhaps we can talk about that. The purpose of today is to vote for the, the, the local, for the local, local government, government that's going to deliver yeah, the services. That's going to deliver the service. But you are without those services today. You know, yes. l- let's just talk a little bit about that disjuncture yeah. that we yeah, see. Yeah, that disjuncture is quite interesting, because really, how do you convince me to vote for you if the services your municipality is supposed to be delivering is, is, is failing to do so? What are you going to do differently, you see, if I vote for you so that the services I deserve are delivered uninterruptedly? We, we saw our leadership today showing up at voting stations around the country. Most of them actually chose to stand in the queues. Uh, President Jacob Zuma stood in a queue. So did Musi Maimane, the leader of the DA. Julius Malema, we understand, also stood in a queue in order to vote. So many of our leaders cho- choosing to do so, even you know the former president, Khalema Watlante, choosing to stand in a queue. Uh, does this send any signal to the electorate when we see our leaders prepared to, to stand like us, you know, this, the normal plebeians of society in a queue? That, that is interesting, but, but, but I think we should understand it in the light of what I call uh, th- there's been competition and struggle about symbolism. And that struggle for symbolic power is very important for, 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 for cultural power. And cultural power is important for hegemonic power. And hegemonic power gives you political power. So, just break, so I think there is that interconnection mm, we, need, we need to understand. Yeah. Break down those terms for us. Hegemonic it's, power. It, it hegemonic just, power, hegemonic resonance with society so that people feel you are who they are when they look at you. You see, that kind of, that kind of hegemonic resonance, resonance, that's what you need for political power. For effective political power, there must be hegemonic resonance in society. And it's on display when our leaders stand in queues and are prepared to... So our leaders, they started at the bottom where they fight and compete for symbolic power, 
compete for the name of Nelson Mandela? Compete to go and see former President Tabumbeki? That's a fight over symbolic power. Because that symbolic power is important for cultural capital. And cultural capital is important for hegemonic resonance. But, but Prof, perhaps I can put that question to you. I mean, how, how important is economic power in, you know, when we talk about this world of inequality that we deal with? Yes, you may have political power, you may have hegemonic power, even cultural power. You may, you may come with, you know, talking about the ancestors wanting you to vote in a particular way. So there may be some cultural power. You may have traditional power in certain communities. But, but do you have any power when you have no economic power? Yes, economic power is actually at the center. I would say it's at the center. And, and, and without economic power, really, all your other powers get so muted. Economic power is very important. That is why I think even the ANC, uh, Economic Freedom, uh, EFF of Julius Malema, they talk about economic freedom in our lifetimes. The ANC also talks about that, emphasizing black economic empowerment. A couple of other powers parties actually do talk about economic power because economic power is very central to so our liberation. Mike Cohen on the line to us, it seems his line has dropped again just as I tried to speak to him. Mike Cohen from Bloomberg News. I will try to get him back on the line. One of the things that I you know, wanted to chat to him about, and, and perhaps you'd like to engage on this as well, is you know, there seem to be a lack of interest in municipal elections, at least leading up to today. It seems like there's more interest in this municipal election than there's been in, in any other local government election. What's, what's your assessment of that? Is, is that a right takeaway from today? But if you look at the 2011 local government elections, I think voter turnout actually was much better than all previous uh, local government elections. So I think from 2011, I would say, there's been, there's been resurgence of interest in local government elections. And, and why do you think that is? Do, do we understand the role of local government better? Is there a reason that we're more engaged in local government elections? Yes, I think people are becoming more aware of the importance of the local sphere of governance because that's where delivery actually happens. So I want to read some SMSs to you, and if you'd like to respond to any of them, you're welcome to do so. So Marlon Padiachi wrote in to say, Honor thy father of the nation. Make your mark with dignity today. 26.3 million votes. That's why I voted. Uh, Mark wrote in to saying, It's obvious that Tuli Madonsela won't vote for the ANC because they can't comply with the Constitution. Dan and Bloemfontein wrote in to say, I enjoy voting to the full. However, voters were shivering from the cold outside as scanners was also very, very slow inside. Uh, here's another one from uh, another Mark, I imagine, who wrote in saying, Promises and more false promises. The ANC reminds me of false prophets and priests roaming in our societies, spreading the prosperity gospel. That's uh, Mark writing in. Would you like to respond I to I think any that one is quite interesting. Promises and more promises. And at the same time, you look at the state of the economy, you actually start asking yourself, where are we going to get really the, the financial and the economic wherewithal that we need to deliver on the promises that we make? Well, the World Bank tells us we're going to be growing at 0.1% this year. But let's uh, see what Mike Cohen has to say. He's a reporter, journalist at Bloomberg News, joining us in the line. Mike, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. 
So, you know, our prof here has been telling us, you know, since 2011, there seems to be more interest in municipal elections. At least there was a really high voter turnout in 2011. This year seems like there could be an equal amount of interest. What's changing for us, you think, Mike? Because I think what's piqued interest is the fact that this election has been billed as the most contested since 1994, and, and it's one that has potential to seriously erode Dainty's political dominance that it's enjoyed since it's taken power. Um, from from uh, an investment perspective, uh, I think investors will be looking uh, at this vote to see whether it's a, it's a national power shake-up in 2019. Uh, and they'll also be looking to how the ANC reacts should it lose some kind of significant support. Then I'll add to that what kind of policy response there should be. Uh, so obviously measures that would promote growth and create jobs and make government more efficient would be favorably received, while any kind of loosening of the, of the state purse strings isn't going to go down well. Um, I think then from a company perspective, I think they'll be watching closely to see if any of the major metros change hands because they'll be directly affected by how efficiently or otherwise councils operate. I mean, at this point, it appears the vote is going reasonably well. There's some concerning situations in Kutsung and in Kumasi where it appears more people are queuing to collect water than are actually queuing to vote today. And that just points at some of the service delivery challenges we still face in South Africa. How important is a credible vote for markets and investors today, Mike? And of all the queries we've we've got from our clients about the, these elections, the most frequent one about uh, has been about whether there's any chance of widespread civil unrest following the vote or around the vote. Um, and I think that concern was was heightened by the people we saw in Chuane in June following the, the anti's announcement of Toko de Riza as its mayoral candidate. Um, so that seems to have settled down now, although the killing of the councillor candidates remains a major concern. Um, that's attracted somewhat less investor attention, largely confined to KwaZulu-Natal and, and centres where they're, they're not that active. Um, but by and large, I mean, South Africa does have a reputation for holding credible elections. I think that's widely anticipated this time around and would be welcomed uh, by markets. Um, we've seen kind of really little market reaction thus far. We can directly link to the elections. You know, moving the random stock and bond markets that we've seen are, are largely the result of other factors, most of them external. Mm. There's been lots of pollsters trying to predict the results of today's elections. Uh, some showed the DA's support in Johannesburg, Tswane, and in the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro growing. Uh, how credible are these polls, Mike, or is it just like peering into a crystal ball, really? Um, there were some concerns about the methodology and sample sizes, certainly of some of the initial polls done around the three, uh, three uh, key cities, Johannesburg, Pretoria, and Port Elizabeth. And I think those results do need to be treated with some degree of circumspection. Um, the poll released by Ipsos yesterday, it's Pulse of the People poll, uh, it looks to be the one in which one could, could, uh, could look to more seriously. Uh, more than 3,000 eligible voters surveyed directly. Um, and so by way of interest, that showed the ANC winning 54% of the vote nationally and taking most votes in Pretoria and Johannesburg and the DA ahead in PE. Uh, and, and those showing no one, no one winning outright in any of those cities. So it looks like we could be headed for coalitions if those polls, polls are accurate. Mike Owen, thanks for joining us from Bloomberg News. It's eight minutes to one. Some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information, information leader. leader. SAFM, 104 to 107. Joining me in studio, Professor Kwandiva Kondlo is a research professor at the University of Johannesburg. Prof, again, thank you so much for joining us this hour. 
Thank you, thank you, Dasha. Could I read some more SMSs to you? Lots of listeners have written in, and uh, I think there's some here that you might want to respond to. Okay. So we've got JFK who wrote in with, uh, I guess you could call it an I told you so SMS. Uh, JFK wrote in to say, when the date of 3rd of August was announced as the date for the elections, I sent in a message to SAFM, and I told you that it was not a good idea because of the potential weather hazards. Turns out I was right. Port Elizabeth is a weather catastrophe today. JFK writing in that. Uh, and, Prof, and I wanted to find out, is there any way for, for you know voters to inform the date of the election, or are we always informed by our leadership when we have the right to vote? Yeah, my understanding is that we are informed, actually, by, by our leadership, especially the president. I'm not aware of a situation whereby really we participate as citizens in that decision. I, I mean, I guess we just look for when it's gazetted, when yes. it's proclaimed, and then we just take our, our lead from there. But JFK, you know, here's an interesting perspective from JFK saying, can I not inform the date of the election? Uh, there's a couple more SMSs. James and KZN wrote in to say, voting is going very slow in Escort and Moy River. Hopefully it's because of the cold weather and not because of apathy. Uh, James hoping for the best there. Uh, this is an unsigned SMS. It says, um, is the IAC going to ring a bell or sound a siren 30 minutes before voting closes? in all the voting stations or will it be just a silent matching away? Prof, do you know? Well, I think the times have been announced and people know the times that the, 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 the polling stations are closing at 7. Yeah, and if you're But if you're in the queue already, you won't be chased away. So I don't know if you need a siren, yeah. but uh, perhaps this is your siren, so do listen out. Uh, Stan Kazadan wrote in to say, I have one way of voting since 94. The reason is simple. The number of shacks replaced by houses have been reduced, although smaller in size, but much better, says Stan Kazadan. Uh, this came in from Driana in Faramir Gardens, writing in, in all capitals to say, I am so proud of all the voters in Faramir who were standing in the line from 6 o'clock this morning. Hundreds were here by 7 o'clock. That's uh, Driana writing in. Prof, you know, that's something I wanted to pick up with you. You know, when I was looking at the queues this morning, it appeared a lot of older voters had, 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 had showed up at the early hours of this morning. I didn't see many young people. And even when I vo looked at voting stations around here, it was our older people who showed up in the morning. Do, do you have any suspicion that maybe the younger people show up later? No. Is there any research to back up this idea? No, that would be very interesting, Dashan. But when I observed in PE, in, in Nelson Mandela, I saw a lot of young people very early who were actually on the queue. I would say it varies from, from maybe from area to area, province to province. Yeah, but it would be interesting to look at. So Jack and Alberton wrote in uh, with this saying, our elections are too special. Maybe we need a dancing competition from all the partaking parties before or after the elections to whip up some more excitement into our elections. Uh, that's Jack and Alberton. Um, this came in unsigned. It says, in Mpumalanga, I've witnessed... MPs from EFF and the ANC students together voting peacefully in Gamagugu Nelsprate. Young people are out in numbers, so here's someone who disagrees with me. Um, this came in from Mkwai writing in to say, Ward 21 in Willowvale, voting is smooth, but there's only one party here. 
the ANC, says uh, Mkwai. Buffalo's, this came in, signed simply from Buffalo City. Is voting ink not, sumo, not supposed to be irremovable for some time after voting? I removed mine with Qtex remover barely two hours after voting, but you were deliberately trying to remove it. So are you that surprised that uh, a chemical was able to remove it? I don't know. I, I mean, I had read this online. People say it had it simply wiped off. I mean, it's meant to be an indelible ink, right? And, and yes, lasts for yes, a few hours. Yes, so if there are concerns, maybe maybe approach your IEC official to say your, your ink has come off. Um, this came in unsigned. It says, uh, I voted this morning in Grassy Park. It was quiet, very quick. I'm confused, though, because we were given two ballot papers and each one was posted into a different ballot box. Then I came home and watched on TV. Bishop Tutu had three ballot papers both of which went into a single ballot box. Later, I saw President Jacob Zuma vote, and he got three ballot papers, all of which, which went into a single ballot box. What's the difference? Prof, do you, do you know? I mean, the, some of these have to do with whether you're in a district council yes, or in a yes, local government. Yes, but yes, could you help out this, it, yeah. this listener who's confused about why their ballot papers were put in different boxes? I would also not have the, the, the specifics on that, yeah, because I think, uh, like you say, it depends if you're in a, if, if you're in a, in a city, in a metro, yeah. And and uh, if you are in a local municipality, I think it's, it goes to three. So I'm I'm not exactly sure of the details. On that one. Yeah, so it depends on where you live, I guess. Is that's that's the main takeaway from that. Uh, and this came in unsigned. It's simply from uh, someone who lives in College View in Bushback Ridge, saying, "I want to go and vote." But there's no water to freshen up. So another place uh, concerning uh, concerns with water today. And Jack and Alberton wrote in to say in the national elections in 2014, Julius Malema said if it was the Olympics, he would be taking home bronze as his party was third. Very ironic that it is the month of the Olympics and a voting month in Mzansi. Can't wait to see what medal the EFF gets this time around. Just a few seconds left, Prof. Your parting words for our listeners today. Well, I really hope that, that we all go and vote. Yes, before before the polling stations close at seven, and I really hope that it all goes well. But most importantly, my prayer is the sustainability of democratic peace in South Africa. Professor Kwandiba Kondlo, thanks for joining us, research professor at the University of Johannesburg. From all of us here, we'll be back with you later in the day, so do stay tuned. SAFM with its election coverage all day today. It's approaching one o'clock. Your news bulletin with Utsila Sakuks coming up next.